What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, July 9th, 2015, as always. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Dorchester, Massachusetts. And like every Thursday, today's show presented by Violent Gentlemen. Make sure you go to violentgentlemen.com right now to order some of the hottest t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and accessories on the sports scene. From the ice to the octagon, from the ring to the field, Violent Gentlemen honors the fight, the art, the opponent, and the sport. Violentgentlemen.com. And if you don't know, Violent Gentlemen is the clothing line of the one and only George Paros, former NHL enforcer. Uh, you know George Paros if you've watched the NHL, and if you don't, we'll make sure you go look him up because this guy will punch your head in on the ice, okay? But, violent gentlemen. So you can go to the clothing, get the clothes, get the t-shirts, get the hats, get the accessories, all that good stuff. Um, I'm wearing one. We wear them here at Beantown Athletics, so you should too. Violentgentlemen.com. And we'll also be sending a Violent Gentleman t-shirt to... Lou Merloni, former Boston Red Sox infielder Lou Merloni, joined me over the phone earlier this morning. I'm going to play that conversation uh, for you in just a few minutes. We talked Boston Red Sox, the state of the Red Sox, potential trade deadline moves, and also a little bit about the All-Star game, which is coming up in Major League Baseball, uh, the All-Star break right around the corner. But first, the Red Sox now have a series against the Yankees at Fenway this weekend. So I talked about all of that with Lou Merloni. Uh, now you can hear him on WEEI here in Boston. Also can see him on Comcast Sportsnet New England. I'll be on TV with Lou Merloni tonight on Comcast Sportsnet. About 10 o'clock, though. I, I think 10. I don't know if the Celtics have a summer league game. See, when we do these shows and we do sports tonight on Comcast Sportsnet on TV during the NBA season. Of course, Comcast Sportsnet is the home of the Boston Celtics. They play those games Sometimes we go past 10 o'clock, even when we're scheduled for 10. But I don't know if there's a summer league game. I told you, I love the NBA. I love the Celtics. I will not watch summer league basketball. It is just not going to happen. I, I will, but I will. I do get into the free agency stuff. And there is a major story with DeAndre Jordan going back to the Clippers after he verbally agreed to go to the Dallas Mavericks. A crazy day in the NBA yesterday. And also a crazy day in the NFL with regards to hand injuries, and fireworks. And guess what? There is news on the JPP injury. There's also news on another NFL player getting injured because of 4th of July fireworks. I'll get into all of that. And the David Ortiz stuff, which is a story. Uh, he does not want to play first base. He played last night, but he said it before the game and after the game, no, he does not want to play first base regularly. Uh, I'll give you my thoughts on that. And I also have a story for you. that and. If you listen to me regularly, you know every once in a while I, there's something that happens that is just, you know, you watch Curve Your Enthusiasm, you watch Seinfeld, right? This stuff that is just maddening and, and drives you nuts. I had one of those days yesterday. I had one of those, I got a story for you days, and uh, I'll tell you that story in just a few minutes. But first, we might as well get right to it today, presented by Violent Gentlemen. Here is my conversation with... Former Red Sox infielder and current media member here in Boston, Lou Merloni. And stick around after uh, as I'll give you my story from yesterday. And then I'll talk about DeAndre Jordan going back to L.A. 
uh, and also what's going on in the crazy world of the National Football League and fireworks, and my thoughts on David Ortiz not wanting to play first base. So here's this conversation. Stick around after. Enjoy. All right, joining me now over the phone is Lou Merloni, former Boston Red Sox infielder. He can now be heard on WEEI 93.7 FM here in Boston. Also can be seen on Comcast Sportsnet New England. Uh, Lou, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Danny. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, how can I be doing bad when the Red Sox win their fourth in a row last night? Actually, the first time all season the Red Sox have won four games in a row. And perhaps Rick Porcello should be the story here. Gets a much-needed win. Uh, but it's David Ortiz at first base. He had some comments about that. He doesn't want to play first base. And, Lou, honestly, I don't blame him. Uh, but what do you make of David Ortiz's comments yesterday and him not wanting to play first? You know, not surprising. I know it's going to be a big uproar, you know, today with David talking because there always is. And much like most of the time when he does speak, you sit there and say, you know, I would have liked to have seen those conversations privately. You know, why is he speaking? Why, you know, why is he saying these things publicly? But that's what David has done. He has done that since, you know, 2003 when he first showed up. And like you said, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him. I mean, he's been out there twice. They've asked him to do it. He's done it twice. You know, from my knowledge, he hasn't refused to do it yet. I would expect him to be out there on Sunday. But I think we can all realistically say that if David went out there and played first every other day, God forbid, every day, whatever, he's not going to be in your lineup in August. Hmm. Like, he's going to end the year in the DL. And it's just a reality. I mean, you can say what you want, but you know, he's 39 years old. And he's been the designated hitter now for the last 10, 12 years. And, and, you know, you got to go back to 2004 was the last time he played over 10 games there. He's older. He's had Achilles issues, calf issues, and the past, you know, just recently in spring training. And I think he's just being realistic about it. You know, you can call it selfish if you want, but the selfish David Ortiz is in the lineup, which helps your team. Yeah, he's being honest. I mean, look, he's being asked these questions. Do you want to play first? Yeah. You know, he says, hell no, I don't want to play first. And, and the people that criticize him, Lou, I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. When has David Ortiz played first? I mean, I know they've thrown him in there, obviously, uh, in the World Series when they're playing in the National right. League or in some other games, but this guy is not a first baseman. I mean, they do that in situations in which they have to. You're looking at spots now in which we don't know what's going on with Napoli, right? You're giving him some time off, so you got that going on. You like Hanley at the DH spot. Uh, Pedroia's out, so, so Holt is playing second. So you're doing some other things. I look at it and say... You know, I hope that they don't put David Ortiz long term. So I, I just, I just agree with what he's saying. He's not a first baseman, and and to be honest, I don't think he should be playing there. No, no, and and you know he he he's playing there. You know, I wonder if he kind of thinks about it as well because you know, I know Hanley's his boy, but he's playing there because Hanley's so bad. I mean, he sucks, right? <laughs> it's left field to the point where. They got to put David Ortiz been at the age for 10, 12 years at first base because they can't wait to get this guy out of the outfield, you know. And and maybe the commitment's not there, you know, to to get better in left field. So you know, listen, I don't blame him, and I, and I know a lot of people are going to kill him, you know. But like you said, I think he's right. Yeah. You know, I, I think he's right, and and I, and I do believe he's going to play there on Sunday with the All Star break. So that's going to mark three times, right? Sunday, last night, last Sunday rather, it, you know, last night, and then coming this Sunday. So. He's going to play the three out of seven games or six games. You, yeah, he, he probably wants to sit down and talk to him. I'd want to sit down and talk to John Farrell as well. So, you know, what are we doing here? Am I really going to be playing first base? Because, as he said, in the offseason, they said, listen, we might need you to play first base. Maybe the training is different. The bottom line is, is this, 
You know, put it to your hockey, you know, analogy. I'd love to see the Dano Chara play in 30 minutes, you know, every single night. Now, if I do that, I'm going to grind him out, and he's going to get hurt. But you know what? In the regular season, it's probably for the best if he could play 30 minutes a night. He's the best defenseman we got. But realistically, you can't do it. Because if you do, you're going to lose the player. What's going on with Mike Napoli? What, what are we doing with him right now? What, what, what's the deal with Nap? I thought it was telling the other night when they, you know, uh, Mike Napoli, after having a couple of days off Sunday and Monday, they come back, and their decision is, rather than putting Mike Napoli, who's healthy at first base, we got a better shot of calling up Travis Shaw, who's hitting 250 in double-A with a 686 on, on OPS, who's 0 for 9 currently in the big leagues. He gives us a better chance to win the Nap. I mean, <laughs> I thought that was pretty telling. You know, I expected David to play last night. That one there kind of surprised me. You know, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. My guess is that, you know, when you look at the calendar, you look at the schedule, they got four games of Anaheim coming out of the break. That might be it for now. You know, if he can't get hot against Socher and Anaheim, which he's crushed in his career, mm-hmm. then he can't get hot. So maybe he plays here another couple nights. Maybe it's Friday. Maybe it's Saturday. You see if he can swing the bat a little bit better. You give him that Anaheim series. Uh, but I don't think you give much more than a week if it continues after the break or even that much. Uh, do you think that it's inevitable they move him? Obviously, it's a contract year, and I think the way I've always looked at Napoli is, hey, if I'm a team that is in first place in my division and I might want some type of bat and a guy that can take a hack and put a ball in the seats at any given time, look, he doesn't have to hit 300 for me to go out and get him. Do you think there would be some interest? I mean, if you were another GM or another team, let's say, that's sitting in first place in a division – and you need and you want to add a bat at the deadline, you you know, do you look at Napoli and say, hey, we take him on our roster? Or, or and do you think the Red Sox would consider that? What, what is going to happen with him moving forward with that in if that I was sense? No, if I was another GM, Danny, I absolutely would because it's not going to cost me anything. It's not. I mean, it's not going to, the Red Sox aren't going to get a damn thing for Mike Napoli at this point. You know, so it's, it's, I don't know if you're going to get a player in return who will be meaningless or – the Red Sox are going to eat all of it, maybe less of it, and get rid of them. So if I'm another GM, I'm going to get Mike Napoli in the cheap. I might not have to pay that much for him at all. Look at a team like Detroit, right? They lost Miguel Cabrera for six to eight weeks. Um, they could use somebody. You know, I look at you know, Seattle. Do they think they're still in it? I have no idea. But they got Logan Morrison, actually, uh, at first base, a left-handed hitter. Mm-hmm. Mike still has some pretty decent numbers against lefties. He can still hit lefties. So, yeah, I think there are some teams that might be interested in him. I don't think you're going to get a damn thing for him, you know, at all. Because every team knows, every team feels, and you know this, that they think that a change of scenery, they can fix him. Like, it's all about, sometimes it's about egos. You know, I wasn't working in Boston. Our pitching coach can change him. Or our manager can change him. Our guy's the best. So everybody always believes that. But Sox aren't going to get much in return. If they trade him, to me, it's more, do they just DFA the guy? You know, do they just flat out release him? And then people can sign him for the minimum. Or do they package him with somebody else that might be more valuable? And that's an option that I've brought up the last couple of days and even weeks. And I guess, but let me first ask you, Lou, where is your, where are you with this Red Sox team? Because they're still in last place, but they have, you know, gained some ground on the first place team and some other teams in this division. The Red Sox are five games back here on this Thursday morning, July 9th. Uh, five games out of first place. Yesterday was the first day all season. I actually looked at the wild card standings. So, but there are a lot of teams ahead of them there. Are you looking at this Red Sox team and this four-game win streak and then this series coming up against the Yankees this weekend going into the All-Star break? Are you looking at this saying the Red Sox are back, they're in the race, or are you, are you not there with this team right now? Listen, mathematically, they are in the race. 
You know, I don't, I don't think there's any question about it. He won 10 of 13. He's got help from the league because nobody in your division apparently wants to win. So you are mathematically in it. Now, for me to really believe in the team, last night was a pretty good first step. I mean, I think Porcel took a step forward. He executed a pitch when he needed to. Uh, he was one pitch away from getting bounced and giving up four runs and three and two-thirds. Uh, but, hey, that's the game of baseball. He executed and got out of it. So that was a step in the right direction. I want to see who that fifth starter is. If it's Masterson going back in, I don't feel too good. I want to see Brian Johnson. And, and I think they need another I think they need another arm in that bullpen. You know, we'll see what Masterson gives them in the bullpen. We'll see if Joe Kelly makes that transition. I don't know what it is, but um, so they're, they're back in this thing mathematically, and you give them all the credit in the world. They've still got a long way to go. But more importantly, they still need to do some team, things on this team roster-wise with pitching, starting pitching and a couple bullpen arms before I really sit there and say, yeah, I think this is sustainable. Right? You can do it for two weeks and stay in this thing, but let's not kid ourselves. I mean, you know, you drop five out of seven and find yourself eight, nine games back, all of a sudden, now we're right back to where we were. Mm-hmm. So they've done a great job, but – Let's be realistic, and I still think this team has some flaws. I'm being realistic when I tell you that I think the Red Sox are crazy if they don't try to move Buckholtz and, and take advantage of his trade value right now. That's a tough one, right? Um, I, I know what you're saying because the thing with Buck is you need to have an opinion going in and, and blinders. No matter what he does, you need to stick with that opinion. So, in other words, he's throwing the ball great right now, and you believe, obviously you do, that you can't depend on him, that an injury's around the corner the bad stretches around the corner, um, and get rid of them while you can. I would consider it. I wouldn't hang up the phone if people called, but I'm getting an awful lot back. I mean, I, I'm making sure that I get somebody that can impact my team, you know, next year, young kid, next year or the yeah. year after. Um, that That's the only way I'm dealing because it's, it's not just two years at 13 and 13 and a half. They're team options. So you pick up next year's at 13. If he rolls out a five-and-a-half ERA like we've seen in the past, then you move on. And unfortunately, you know, at that point, you've lost out on an asset you didn't trade. But that's a tough one. Honestly, I've swayed back and forth with this one. I, I, I'd keep the man because – and I guarantee somebody in that front office is thinking the same thing. That there is a chance that at 30 years old, he finally figured out what the hell he needs to do in an offseason to get himself prepared, which is something that I don't think I've seen from him uh, his whole career. So – I guarantee someone's thinking that. Yeah, I mean, I look, I look, I've defended Buckholtz more than anybody in this town, and I keep going back to 2013, and I tried to do it last year all the time, and I just I had to stop doing it and, and try to be realistic, and, and then I see him this season, and he's even had some struggles this season at times, but I, you're right. I feel like, you know, it's coming. There's something coming where he's going to mm-hmm. uh, get out of sync, and all of a sudden it's in his head, and between his ears he's all messed up, and he can't figure it out again for a while. And, and to me... I go back to the Andrew Miller trade last year. You you get a top prospect pitcher, and I didn't feel great about that trade. And yep. I don't know that anyone would have been able to tell me that Eddie Rodriguez would be doing what he's doing this soon and being this good this soon at the major right. league level. But he is. And I have to look at that and be realistic and say, wow, I wonder if you can go out and try to add another top prospect pitcher and maybe package Buckholtz, who knows, with a Napoli or a Koji to a team that needs pitching and maybe another hitter and say, give us a top prospect pitcher because we know that that can work and we can add that guy in the rotation next year. And in the process, I don't know, Lou, that you're essentially throwing in the towel on this season because you also look at Eddie Rodriguez calling him up and you got to think, hey, we got a kid in Brian Johnson. We could slide right in and might be successful. So 
I just think I would consider the Buckholtz move, given the fact that last year at the deadline, you got a top prospect pitcher that stepped in this season. And to me, I feel most confident when Eddie Rodriguez is on the mound more than anybody in this rotation. Yeah, and I would agree. But I do think that if there's only two guys, you talk about waving the white flag and sellers, everybody's talking about that. To me, there's only two guys that, that the Red Sox move they say that, you know, we're moving forward. We don't believe in this team this year, and that's Buck Holtz and Koji. Because I just, I just I, you know, you, you get rid of your, your, right now, your guy that's your best pitcher, your most consistent pitcher, and your closer. Like, that, that's, to me, that's, that's uh, even if Eddie Rodriguez is throwing the ball well and you feel good about him leading the staff, well, okay, well, I'd like to have somebody else with him. You know, and right now, that's Buck Holtz. You know, and, and the other thing, too, about trading him, I feel like you just, you know, not, not that you got lucky, but you Finally, you know, you actually, these, these people evaluated talent. They saw something in Eddie Rodriguez that actually panned out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a long time since that's happened, right? I'm sick of the De La Rosas and the Websters and the Michael Bowdens. I mean, Brandon Workman's, you know, and it's like Anthony Renato's. You hear about these guys, you see them, and you go, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Great. Another guy that throws 91, 92 and only has two pitches. So they, they finally got it right with Eddie. And you trade a guy like Buck and you try to get the next Eddie, Rod- Eddie Rodriguez, you know, what if that was two years ago and you're like, let's go get your number one pitching prospect. This kid Henry Owens is pretty good. Mm. Now you look at him a year later going, Jesus, the guy can't throw his fastball for strikes and his curveball's not that great. And all of a sudden now you think a little bit differently of him. You got it right with Eddie. I just get a little nervous about trying to pick another one of those guys. Yeah, so we'll see what happens, see what the Red Sox do. Obviously, you get the all-star break uh, before the July 31st deadline. We got this big series with the Yankees this weekend. What do the Red Sox have to do, Lou? I mean, they got to win. They got to sweep. You think two of three is good enough? Uh, wh- what needs to happen for you to really start feeling good about this Red Sox team and realistically thinking they have a chance more than mathematically? Yeah, I think I think two out of three just kind of keeps the ball rolling in the right direction. You know, you you drop two out of three, and all of a sudden, you know, you're going to find yourself what six back in the division. Um, I wouldn't like you said the wild card is forget about trying to jump four teams. The wild card, you probably got to jump about ten teams. Yeah. So. You know, it, to me, it's about the division. And, and, you know, you take two out of three, get this thing down to four games. Um, obviously, a sweep, you know, probably takes it to another level, you know. But uh, I think two out of three just sort of keeps the train rolling in the right direction. All right. And the All-Star break, before I let you go, got to get your thoughts. Brock Holt goes uh, to the All-Star game over Xander Bogots. Obviously, we know that Xander Bogots has a shot with this final vote. Um, but w- what was what's your reaction to, to Ned Yost taking Brock Holt? Because... I like it. It tells me that he's trying to win the game. And I know we go back and forth on, well, I don't like that the All-Star game, you know, that the All-Star game decides home field advantage in the World Series, whatever. I'm just going to judge this on the situation that we're in. And the situation we're in is that it does count. And if it does count and you're in the, you're in a National League park and you know you're going to be, you know, moving pitches and moving guys around in the field, Brock Holt to me, that's, that's, a, that's a nice pickup for Ned Yost. I, I actually, I agree with it if you're trying to win the game. Yeah, that's because it's your boy. I've always felt Brock Holt combination of Matt Damon and Danny Picard. You guys, it's like he's like your son, you know. And listen, I, Brock Holt, don't get me wrong, I, I love Brock, you know, and I'm so happy for him and the road that he he took to get there. But you're you're, you're like a you're like a big man, okay? You're willing to just roll with the punches and just say this is the way it is. I got to deal with it. I'm I'm not so big, okay? I look at it and say this is a joke that the game means something. This is an exhibition. I want the best players in the league. And as good as Brock Holt the year that he's had, make no mistake about it, he made this all-star team because the game means something. Yeah. Because Ned Yost can use him in left center, whatever it might be, um, second base, 
late in the game because he's going to try to win it. If this game didn't mean anything, and this was truly that old-school exhibition, and we put the best players on the All-Star game, would Brock Holt be on it? Like would he would he would Brock Holt make this team no. over Xander Bogart? No, would he make this team not. over Cespedes or any of those guys? Like, nope. Like would would Brad freaking Boxberger make the team over Stoddard? You know, it's like oh, some of these guys you just look at and say they're all stars. And to me, that's important to players because that's that's resume building. You know, I mean, yeah. and 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 it kind of hit me a while back when we were talking about Omar Vizquel's Hall of Fame status. And a couple of the writers said he only made three All Stars. And I said, well, Jesus, you know, he had A-Rod and Omar and Jeter and stuff. Like that. Yeah, we only made three all-star teams. And I'm like, you know, this stuff does come back at some point. It means something. The best players in the league. And and I'm happy for Brock. But he makes the team only because it means something. If it was truly the best players in the league, which it should be, Alicetta Escobar wouldn't be at short to start. Jose Iglesias or Xander Bogas would be. I, I'm just a firm believer of I just want to see the best. I, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with all this stuff. All right, Lou. Uh, thanks a lot. Great job, as always. And we'll be listening to you middays with MFB every weekday, 10 to 2, on 93.7 WEEI. Also can see him on Comcast Sportsnet. I'll see you tonight at Comcast Sportsnet, Lou. All right, Danny. I'll see you then, buddy. All right. Take it easy. You got it. All right. Good stuff from Lou Merloni. Again, you can catch him on middays with MFB. Weekdays, 10 to 2 on WEEI 93.7 FM. Also, you can see him on Comcast Sportsnet New England. You'll see him with me tonight on Comcast Sportsnet New England. My first TV appearance in a long time. A couple months. At first, I thought maybe I was just getting suspended for something that I said. Maybe did I, did I say something wrong? I don't know. They, they just didn't want to announce that it was a suspension. It was an internal suspension where, you know, I'm not under contract. They just sort of asked me to come on when they have openings, and I always agree because, uh, you know, why not? I mean, I, that's where I want to be. So um, who knows? I haven't been on in a couple months, but th- that doesn't matter. The, all that matters is I will be on tonight. Whatever the reason was. They just, look, they got a lot of talent, run, in all seriousness. They have a lot of talent and bigger names than myself running in and out of Comcast Sportsnet every single night. So uh, I'm grateful always for the opportunity. I'll get the opportunity tonight to be on TV once again. It's always a thrill for me um, tonight. Also Tuesday night and I think another day later this month. So a couple TV appearances here coming up tonight, 10 o'clock on Comcast Sportsnet New England. Now, I told you I had a story for you. Yesterday was an interesting day. Yesterday was a frustrating day. And if you tried to listen to yesterday's podcast by going to the website, which I always promote, I promote this, this show in multiple fashions. You can get it in multiple places. My website, dannypicard.com. My iTunes, or just iTunes in general. Go to the iTunes store. Go to the podcast app on iTunes, right? Search the Danny Picard Show. It is free. Subscribe. You can get every show on iTunes. Other places you can go, tune in, Stitcher. You know, if you don't have an iPhone or an iPad, right, you can get really get the Danny Picard Show anywhere that has podcasts available. You can subscribe to it. So just because you don't have an iPhone, that's no excuse. There's many places that you can get this show. I'm not going to sit here and name off all of them because, to be quite honest with you, none of those companies give me any fucking money. So I don't feel the need to give them free reads, even though that's something I usually do. Now, the story I'm about to tell you, you could consider this me giving a company a free read. Uh, and that company is GoDaddy. GoDaddy. You see the commercials everywhere. GoDaddy. Now, they're not, they're not giving me money. 
In fact, they've taken money from me. That's what they did yesterday. Now, if you went to my website, it, wa it wasn't working yesterday, okay? So I have a problem with that, obviously, because this is my life. That website is my life. This show is my life. Um, I need that website to work because we get a ton of traffic. And for whatever reason, it just crashed. And there's a couple factors. One, uh, the, the server that we were running on needed to be upgraded based on the traffic we were getting, right? Which is, I, I guess you could say, a good problem to have. So I can sleep with that at night. I, but, but when I call and I try to get it fixed, okay, and you tell me, because this is what happened. I'll just, I'll just come out and tell you the story. I, the website was down yesterday, yesterday morning, early afternoon. I called GoDaddy, and I've talked to them in the past about minor issues, and they've been great, right? They've, it, they're great. They've been great. They were great until yesterday. Uh, so I talked to this woman who, who was very, very nice, very kind. She sounded like she cared about my website, which she should because, again, I am paying uh, for the domain, I'm paying for the for the hosting service, and uh, she wanted to make sure that we got this fixed. Now, I I told this woman, I said, listen, this is a very this is a customized website. This was not like, hey, let's take a layout and let's just throw shit on there. I think it's it's a couple different layouts combined in a specially customized site that I didn't put together. Um, you know, I had a kid do it that I didn't really know. I was referred to him through someone else. And to be honest, I haven't talked to this person who created the site and built this for me from scratch in a long time. I don't even know if this person would answer my emails anymore, given the fact that I was kind of a pain in the ass building this site because I wanted it perfect. I wanted it looking great. Uh, and, and then, you know, obviously Pete Needham, my producer, he did a lot of stuff with it as well, almost sort of took it over from the person who created it and did a lot of things to it. But the bottom line is this. There was a lot of work done and a lot of work that me personally, as I'm talking to this woman from GoDaddy on the phone, I'm telling her this. I'm going, whatever you're about to do, keep in mind that if something goes wrong, I don't actually know how to fix it. So whatever you do on your end, you know, we run through this other site. Make sure you don't mess those things up. And if you think those things are going to get messed up, please, let's, let's try to find another solution. And she says, oh, no, it's going to be fine. You need to upgrade your server, this, that, and the other thing. I go, okay, I guess it's a good problem to have based on the traffic we got coming in and how much we got going on on the site. And let's fine. Let's do it. Okay, how now, how much is it going to cost? Now, she's already fucking playing games with me. She goes, okay, you ready for this? She goes, I go, yeah. She goes, are you sitting down? <laughs> I go, now I'm sitting here in the studio. We just recorded a, sh a show. I recorded yesterday's show. And I'm like, oh, man, yes, I'm sitting down. What is this price going to be? I am broke, lady. What are you going to do to me? She goes, uh, it's going to be X amount. Now, it was something that wasn't a lot. She was just messing with me. I mean, it was more than I was paying, but it wasn't something where you're like, oh, I can't do that. Even as someone, you know, who's going to Coinstar every week, like myself, who's ch cashing coins. It's a... It's not bad. You take your coins, you put them in the bucket, you know, they take a, a percentage out, but it's worth it, right? What are you going to do? Sit there and roll coins and bring them to the bank? Does, do you know anybody that rolls coins and brings them to the bank in 2015? If you do, honestly, d d what, call the cops and just have them watch their house. Because I can guarantee you that the person that is rolling coins 
and bringing them to the bank, right? I don't care if they got a, a, a coin roller machine, if they even sell those fucking things anymore. The person that's rolling coins and in their house and bringing them to the bank, right, instead of going to Coinstar, have the cops watch their house because I'm sure there's more stuff. I guarantee you there's more crazy shit going on, illegal shit. You know who's probably rolling coins was rolling coins? Jared from Subway. That's the type of guy that would also be rolling coins in 2015. Anyways, I go to Coinstar. Where was I? All right, I needed the money. So when I get this price from this woman about the server and the upgrade the server, she didn't give me a crazy price where even someone like myself would say, no, we can't do that. We did it. I needed to do whatever was necessary to get the site back up and running as soon as possible. So she says, okay, here's what we're going to do. In case there are issues after we do transfer this over to the upgraded server, um, we're not going to put it up right away. I'm going to send you the link, and we're going to see if everything works out fine. Then we'll finalize the transfer. In the meantime, we, we, you know, we won't officially do it, but we'll, we have a backup link that we can sort of preview it to see if there's issues. I said, okay, that's great. She says, okay, just give me a couple hours. I'm gonna, she goes, I'm going to email you my email address so that we can be in contact. I'm not just going to let you go and think that, you know, nobody's working on your site. I want to keep you updated and let you know. I said, oh, that's fine. That's great, right? Now, you know, obviously after we record a show, it's not just like I click a couple buttons and I post it up on the website and put it on iTunes. It's some things that I got to do. Like, now I'm not saying we edit the show because that's not something that we do here. We, we give you it as, as it is. But there's things that I need to do on the web, up, upload the show. We need to transfer it over from another computer onto mine. I upload it. We do things on the website. Obviously, I can't do that yesterday. But there's other things that we do with the, the podcast hosting service, which is different from the website. So, uh, you know, it, there, there are other stuff that, that goes on other than just hitting record, talking about shit, and just po- posting it, posting a link on a website. There's much more that goes into it. So... There's other stuff that I need to do yesterday on top of that. Uh, I had to write my column for the Boston Metro, which you can get today, right? Um, Which, by the way, my column now, which used to be Fridays, it's going to be every Thursday because the Metro does not have Friday editions during the summer. This started last week. So you can get my column in the Boston Metro every Thursday now. So I had to write that yesterday. Again, nothing painful, but I got shit to do. Go home. Ladies emailing me, we're going back and forth, she's giving me links, eh, there's some things that need to be done, we're responding, we're going back and forth, takes her a couple hours, she gets back to me, close to around 5 o'clock, um, and the link she sends me, yeah, the website, it looks fine, I say, alright, we're good, here we go, website's going, she goes, alright, I'm gonna now finalize it and officially transfer it over, could take 20 minutes, could take a half hour, could take 45, could take some time. She goes, but I'll keep in contact with you. I go, all right, great. Then she throws me an email. That's like, all right, well, I, I'm, I'm leaving the office. I'm in the office for another 45 minutes, so uh, I'll check in with you before I leave. So I'm going, all right. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I, I understand you work till a certain time. Sounded like she worked till 5 o'clock. That's fine. You're going to leave the office. But, you know, in my head, I'm like, well, she's been in contact with me all day. She's not just going to leave me hanging in case there's something wrong when she does transfer it over officially. She transfers the website over to the new hosting server officially, and, you know, um, what happens? Oh, there's issues, of course. Of course! Of course there's issues! Now there's issues! I, we're in contact, and she's like, acknowledges that she sees the same issues that I see via email. And uh, she's like, okay, I'm going to try something else, and it should take about 20 minutes uh, to, to fix. I go, okay, 
20 minutes passes, still no fix, right? Website's all messed up. Still no fix. Now, not only is it messed up, but I can't even get to the admin page in which I can log in and start fix. you know, even if I wanted to post something and post it up later or try to go in myself and fix it, right? Now, this is a whole new issue, an issue that, again, I remind you, I did not start, they did. The only issue earlier was that the website just would not load for anyone. That's, you know, on, on the hosting service. Now, they've up, they, they took money out of my pocket, more money, and then they upgraded me, and in reality, they created more issues than I had to begin with. So, finally, I'm emailing this woman, and I'm going, everything okay? Like, are we good? Because the website's still messed up. No response. 15 minutes later, I'm like, uh, just, you know, just check it in, just seeing what's going on. Could you give me an update, please? I'm sitting here like... I, you know, I, it, I, I can't, I can't be, I can't leave. I can't go anywhere because I need to get this up. This website's my life. I got a show. I got a post from today. No response. This lady goes fucking ghost on me. And all I'm sitting there thinking is this lady left the office. This lady went home. She five o'clock, the clock struck five. She said, well, got to check out. I'll see you guys later. And she checked out. However she gets home, T, bus, train, I don't even know where GoDaddy is. But at this point, I'm pacing around my living room, and I got a computer in front of me, and I'm just looking at my email, uh, uh, you know, refreshing my email. Is she going to email me? Is she going to email me? Nothing. For about an hour. I finally email her. I go, you know, if you're not working on it anymore, or you at least went home, could you at least refer me and transfer me to somebody else at GoDaddy that can now take over the process of fixing the website that you have broken, uh, right? That you told me you were going to fix, but did not fix and actually made it worse? No response. I am rip shit. Now, this is on top of a... I've had a couple bad days anyways, right? Couple bad days. Nothing crazy. You know, you get them. Things don't go right. Things don't work out. Okay. This is on top of that. This is like, I'm, I'm about to flip the fuck out. Okay, and I'm by myself in my living room. It's 200 degrees. I'm upset. I can guarantee you that GoDaddy has never had somebody literally on their Google Maps searching where GoDaddy is thinking about driving there. Thinking about driving to the GoDaddy offices. I guarantee you they've never had anybody go that, to, to, to that length. But I was. I was looking where it was. How far would it take me to drive? Now, now, I was, I obviously did not drive. So what I do is I call. And of course, at this point, the last thing that I want to listen to is circus elevator music. Okay? But that's what I'm doing. Here I am, speakerphone, circus elevator music, and I'm, a, I'm about to throw my laptop, do a gronk spike with my MacBook. Okay? My website's not working. I have to update people on Twitter and say, here's what's going on. Here's why you can't get to the website and, and you know, this, that, the other thing. Um, now I start calling out GoDaddy on Twitter. And we'll get to that later. So I start calling them out on Twitter. Now, uh, I call and I talk to someone. And, of course, you all, you know, it's, it's the same old shit. It's like, Sein, you know, it's Seinfeld episode where you go to the doctor's office and you go in the waiting room and then they call you. They're like, oh, the doctor's ready for you. And George turns around and he goes, the doctor's ready for me. He's like, no, now I got to sit in this other room and wait and talk to someone else until the doctor comes in. 
that's sort of like what Colin this is. Colin GoDaddy is. It's like you talk to someone, they take all the information, you got to tell them your story. So I had to tell this kid my story, and then he's trying, all right, let me put you on hold, I'm going to run a couple tests. More elevator music. Like, here we go. All right, now I'm sitting there going, this kid's not going to be able to fix this. He's going to send me to someone else. What does he do? He comes back after about five minutes with elevator music. He says, well, we ran the test, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to transfer you over to our hosting department. And I basically, in my head, say, no shit. That's the department I've wanted to talk to in the first place because that's the department in which the girl went ghost on me today and decided to leave the office and leave me sitting here on my couch wondering why my website isn't working still after I dished over more money to them. Okay? They transferred me to hosting. Person I talked to, trying to figure it out, can't figure it out. Okay? I should say this. Thinks they figured it out. I go to the website. I say, oh, yeah, hey, look, it's working. All right, it's up. We hang up. I trusted the kid. Okay? I should have checked everything. Big mistake. I didn't check everything. I go back to the website. Turns out DannyPicard.com was working. But when, excuse me, no, DannyPicard.com, if you just type it in, wasn't working. But if you typed in the www before, it would be working. And you still couldn't get to my, my admin login. And I'm going, wait a minute. Now I got to change shit. I can't do it. It says the server's down when I go to the login. And you can't get my website unless you type in www. Who the fuck types in www in 2015? You know who? The same people that sit in their house and roll coins and send them to the bank instead of going to Coinstar. These are the people that use www. I, I've never done www. Have you, Pete? Pete, have you ever typed in... When's the last time when you go to a website, you type in www? Pete, do you, do you remember? Do you, re, do you even remember when? I think you've given me shit for doing that before. You do and, do it. No, I'm saying I have done it in front of you, I think. Oh. And I think you've given me shit. Oh, well, but I, I, I don't do you're it. You're rolling coins? <laughs> you fucking creep. <laughs> What's going on? No, but on? when I do go to Coinstar, I bring yeah. my little sister with me, so it makes it look oh, like she's turning them in. That's unbelievable. That's a good call, I'd have yeah. a problem with that because my little sister's 28 yeah, and she has that a won't kid. Work. Yeah. Maybe mine's, we could have her 10. bring the kid. Mine's 10, but, yep. But her kid's only four months old, so that would be a little shady. You're thinking, <laughs> how does this little four month old baby have all this change? It's saving up. Oh, well, you know what we do? We give the four month old baby change every month for a monthly birthday. That would be even creepier on my end. So I have to go by myself, you know, and you go in there and you really try to, you try to act cool when you're doing it. You're like, oh, yeah, getting some money, right? You got to have, you got to go into the coin store. It's a vacation fund, you know? Yeah, you gotta, yeah just hey, a vacation hey, fund. And it's, you're always giving your, your excuse to someone, right? Someone you don't know. Like there's some 75-year-old lady buying a scratch ticket next to me and I'm going, yeah, big winner right there. I got a big winner right here going uh going to the Bahamas. Bahamas. Hope you get your hope you get your winnings and you can make a trip like I'm about to make. This isn't the electricity bill. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> now, now I'm not going to the Bahamas. I'm just trying to go to L Street Tavern Saturday night, maybe uh, you know, buy a couple buy a couple Bud Lights. Right? That, that's it. So no, I'm never gonna tell this lady that. Anyways, we get the coin star thing we could go off. On the coin star mindset is a whole nother. Mi- you got to get jacked up. You know, I'm listening to jock jams in my car before I go into coin star, right? You got to get ready to, like, you're going into game seven of the World Series and you're coming out of the bullpen. 
Like, that's how you got to go into coin stop. Like, Papelbon coming out of the pen. There's nothing worse right? than jamming the machine, too, and you got to oh, call for help. God. And you know what? And yeah. Everyone's watching. Hey, and the coins are just coming out in the bottom, and it's like, what's wrong with this quarter? <laughs> it's a quarter. What's wrong with quarters? this? What's up with these dimes? And, you know, it's making noise when it's coming, and then you realize, wow, I got a lot of Canadian coins. And I don't, you know, I've, yeah, I've been to Canada. I've been to Montreal. But do I really need to keep loonies and toonies? In my in my bucket, like what am I saving these things for? And then you got like the the coins that have like a swan on them, and you don't know what it is, and you're like, what is, what is this, right? Uh, like like what's going on with this? Like I, this isn't even mine. Like I don't know what this is. Somebody must have given me a fake coin, like when I went to get a nice coffee one day, and that was my change. I just tossed it in the bucket. So, anyways, coin stuff, whatever. Who types WWW in? Obviously, we know my producer does. I don't. I don't know anyone else that does uh, in 2015. So anyways, there's issues with my website still. So I got a call back. Now, at this point, it's probably like 6.37 because of the, the length of time that you're on hold. Talk to someone else. Talk to someone else. They say they can't do it. They can't transfer me to someone hosting. I go, you know what? All right, fine. You can't help me. I'm going to hang up. Call again. Hang up. Call again. Finally, talk to someone else. More elevator music, more testing. I got to tell the story again. Keep in mind, I got to tell the story every single time. And the story gets longer and longer and longer every person I talk to because more has been done and more has not worked. So I got to say, here's what's been done. Here's what worked. Here's what's been done. Here's what didn't work. How many more people are you going to make me talk to to fix this issue? This isn't my issue. This is your issue. Finally... You know, to shorten this story, I talk to like eight more people. I call like four more times. I get this girl. She's obviously a sweetheart. And she really wants to help me out. And I really appreciate that. Because I can actually tell that this girl knows what she's doing. And the other people are just, you know, they're just clicking buttons, I think, back there. And sending me to other people. They, oh, let me run. Now the, we got to run a test. Uh, this is the, the, uh, the old let, test. Let me run the diagnostics test for you. Oh, the good old diagnostics test, huh? You gonna run that again for me? Let me tell you something, brother. I've had the I've had the diagnostics test run on me all day long, and the only results that you're getting is that I'm about to drive to GoDaddy and fuck somebody up. Okay, that's what's about to happen. So no more diagnostics test. Just fix the website. They finally send me to this girl, sweetheart. Wants to help me out. Guess what she does? She helps me out. She's great. She fixes the website. She finds out what the issues are. Apparently, there's a couple of plugins that we have. Now, keep in mind, I didn't create the website. So when you say plugin to me originally, I kind of don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But then I figure it out, and I realize that we have a whole lot of plugins that I don't know what they are. They have weird names to some of them, right? I don't know. I'm on the phone. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that plugin is. I don't know what this. Turns out there's two plugins that, that don't work. So she goes, I'm going to disable these two plugins. She does that. Website is working. Website's working great. Fine. Finally, she goes, you know what? One of the plugins was the poll that you have at the top of the page because we have this daily poll, poll of the day. I say, oh, really? She goes, yeah, let me, she goes, let me try to put, I'll update it and then put it back in and see if everything's still working. If not, we'll disable it again. Everything will be fine. You'll have to get a new plugin for the poll. I go, all right, yeah, do what you got to do. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. So she goes, okay. She puts the plug-in back. Now, she goes, okay, try it now. She goes, it looks like it's working on my end. I goes, yeah, you know what? It's working. So I type in www. 
Then I do the other one, DannyPicard.com. They're both working. Everything's fine. Everything looks good. The poll day is up. We're looking good. We're dancing, baby. We're back. I go, all right, thank you. I'm so happy. We hang up. Worst mistake I ever made. Worst mistake I ever made was hanging up there. All right, go, Daddy. Because the minute, now I'm thinking, all right, it's back. I'm going to go log in, and I'm going to add today's show, which I need to do. I go to the login page, the admin. Server's down, on the, just on the admin. Website's working, but I can't get to the admin page to log in. Server's down. So, more elevated music. And, and now I'm furious. Now I'm legit, like, running around the house, punching my pillow. I'm punching the couch. Like, this is, I am so pissed off, it's not even funny. I call back. I'm like, you please, you got to send me to this girl. Her name is, you know, I'm not going to give her a name, but she said I remembered. I'm like, you got you to gotta send me to her. I just talked to her two minutes ago. She knows what's going on. I don't have to tell her the story. I'm sure she has it in her notes. She, all she has to do is one little thing for me, and we're going to be rocking. We're dancing, and I never call GoDaddy again. I know I've called 17 times. Nobody's been able to help me out but this one girl. Can you please put me to her? I just talked to her four and a half minutes ago. Ah, uh, we can't do that. Why? We have to run diagnostics test. Hold on one second while we give you some more elevator music. I'm flipping out, Pete. I'm losing my mind. I'm going, what is going on? What is, and I'm still furious. And now keep in mind that every time I call, I have to give the story. And it always starts with the lady that just left the office on me. She just left the office. Now people say, well, she's done with work. I, I understand that. You leave the office, you're done with work. But you talked me into upgrading this package, taking my money, helping the site, and you made it worse. And then you leave the office. I'm sitting there, looking at my website, which is my full-time fucking job, and I can't utilize it. This is my life. If you listen to me, this is my life, okay? This is it. This is what I have. And when you fuck with that, and then you decide that you can't fix it because your day of work is over... Here's what I say to that. Go fuck yourself and find somebody to fix my fucking website. You piece of shit. Okay? That's how I feel about you at this point. And I don't think I'm crazy to feel that way. Because that's bullshit. You did this, not me. Fix it. I just gave you more money. So now, another lady gets on. And when I tell you I talk to the biggest bitch of all time at this point, I tell you this is the biggest bitch of all time at this point. I mean, I can tell, I could sense that this woman hadn't, she hadn't been laid in years. She hasn't gotten laid in fucking years, okay? I can tell the tone that she has. Because she is now bitching at me about how I continue to call GoDaddy and harass people. And I'm going, I'm going, listen, late. I, now, I'm, at this point, I realize how upset I am. And I say to myself, Danny... You're going to say something stupid, so here's what you got to do. You got to take the high road. So I say, listen, I understand that you don't want to, because her, her thing was, I was having people go in and do things that were, uh, she kept saying, we're doing this as a courtesy. You are supposed to go in to your admin and fix the stuff on your website and delete these plugins and disable these plugins yourself. And I say to her, okay, I understand. Listen, I understand that you don't want to do this. You're doing it as a courtesy. But you, ha- you don't want to be here right now arguing with me. I don't want to be here arguing with you. Now, keep in mind at this point, it's like 930 at night. Okay? And I have not moved from the phone or the couch or the desk. And this has been an all-day affair. 
and I say, you don't want to be here arguing with me, and I don't want to be here arguing with you, okay? But here's the deal. You guys did this. And if I just called you to have this fixed and I did it, that's fine. You should say that to me that, that I should stop calling. But you guys did this. And I didn't create, I, I, I didn't do this. So you have to fix what you messed up, okay? And the girl I talked to knows what it is. It's simple. There's a plugin that needs to be disabled. Here's what she said. So now we get in a shouting match. Now she's like, no, you can't be calling. I'm going, oh, man, where is, listen. I'm like, listen. You don't want to be arguing with me, and I don't want to be arguing with you, but here's what we do. This is a simple fix, and here's what it is. We went to the point where I was telling her how to fix my site, and this stubborn bitch wouldn't do it because I kept calling back. This is so, I'm saying, this is so stupid. Don't you realize this lady just left me hanging? And she, so now we're arguing about the lady who left me hanging. And now she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm disabling all your plugins. I go, now I lose it. I lose my mind. I'm yelling. The neighbors are probably like, now I don't have the AC going at this point, and the windows are up, and I realized it after, and I felt terrible because the neighbors are probably horrified, right? I'm yelling at her. Don't you disable my fucking plugins. Don't you touch those. I'm going, no, 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 no. Because the minute she disables all my plugins, I don't know what I'm doing. Right? I don't know what's going on. And Pete, you weren't around last night, so I had nobody. If this woman disabled all my plugins, what I'm thinking is, I'm not going to have my site till who knows when. Right? Because who knows when the lady that left work and didn't fix my site is going back into work. I have no idea. She could have the rest of the week off. So, what, so finally, I, I, I'm like, all right, now you're going to let me talk? Now you're going to let me talk? I talk about the poll. And she's like, oh, the poll. Yeah, it looks like the poll is giving you problems. I go, you should have let me talk at the beginning if you did wanted to take my advice and you didn't want to do that. And she goes, all right. Oh, yeah, look, while it's working. I go, oh, all right, that's it. She goes, yeah. So we like hung up on each other, right? Again, worst mistake I ever made, hanging up before checking it out. Um, so I go in. Everything's fine. I log in. You know what she did? You know what that fucking bitch did? She Put a big dick on the page. She disabled all my <laughs> plugins. She disabled all my plugins. I'm, I, Pete, I was texting you. You run around. I was calling. We, you weren't on your computer. You're doing something. I, we talked. I'm asking you about the plugins. It's, it's just difficult to know without looking at it. My plugins were deactivated, were disabled. I told her not to do that. Okay? At this point, it's like 1030 at night. Getting close to 11. All right? My roommate comes in. He, one of my roommates comes in. He doesn't doesn't know what's going on. It's a buddy of mine. We grew up together. Um, they don't know what's going on. I'm 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 borderline on a psychopathic rant at this point, ready to drive to GoDaddy and fuck someone up. All right. Uh, all my plugins are disabled. Now, the only good thing, at least from what we see this morning, looking at the site is that even though the plugins were disabled, I activated a couple of them, and it looks like I might have got them right. Maybe. We're, we're trying to figure that out still. The website's up. There's some minor issues still that we're trying to fix ourselves now that we can actually log in. But the, the bottom line is, I talked to about 17 people at GoDaddy yesterday, and in reality, nobody got it right. And... They created issues that were not originally issues, 
And really, I'm mad at the last woman I talked to. Oh, there's, oh, there's more. Oh, I forgot. How could I forget? So then I'm trying to post last yesterday's show. And I can't upload pictures. Can't do it. So I have to call back. I have to call back. I call back. I talked to some guy. This guy actually, he fixed it. He goes, all right, let me run a test. But as I'm talking to him, right, and I'm asking him about, like, the plugins and everything. I'm asking him about the plugins, right? I realize that as he's looking on my site, I go, oh, let's look. I mean, the Twitter plugin. He's looking on my site. The Twitter plugin's working fine. And it's my Twitter feed. And on my Twitter feed, I was crushing GoDaddy. <laughs> I was crushing him. And the guy's like, well, I, well, I, can, I can see that... That you, uh... Twitter's working. Uh, no, it's working, I right. can see that you have some bad things to say about GoDaddy today. I, I apologize <laughs> that you've had such bad service today. Now, I feel terrible. I feel awful for about 30 seconds. And then I say, yeah, you know, I don't feel that bad because I really got... I, I, I do feel like I got shafted today because it's 11 o'clock. I still haven't showered. I wasn't able to get anything to eat all day because I've been sitting here talking to people from GoDaddy. Really, this should have been a quick fix. Uh, if the lady decided to maybe stay 20 minutes extra at the at work, right, instead of just leaving me hanging and just crickets, right, not responding to emails. Um, so this kid actually fixed the problem with the, with the pictures. He said, well, sometimes when we transfer everything into a new server, some of this stuff on our end needs to be fixed, which, again, makes me not feel bad for the things I've been saying because the first lady should have fixed these issues and stuck around the office after she did it to do her job, right? And she didn't. She left. And that's where we ended. Website's working now. But I don't, re- I don't regret knocking GoDaddy on Twitter. It was brutal. It was horrible. And the lady I last talked to, I mean, she shouldn't even have a job. Okay? She shouldn't. And the lady that left me hanging, man, I, she should be called into the office today. I, that's bad. That's bad. Okay? That's very bad. And... Maybe this is just, you know, they look at it and say any publicity is good publicity. But what I experienced yesterday is something I hope no one with a website experiences. That was terrible. It was it was really just inexcusable, to be honest. And it could have it didn't have to get to that point. And that's not my fault. That's not my fault. And and I'm not going to admit that it is. It's their fault. And they, they GoDaddy fucked up yesterday. And the last lady I talked to. Right? Her attitude, I, she should be fired. She should. She should. She, because she disabled my plugins out of spite. And I'm telling the next kid that. I'm going, this lady disabled my plugins out of spite. And he's like, oh, I don't think anyone would ever do something out of spite over at GoDaddy. I go, oh, yeah. You got one woman. I'm like, you know who it is? And they start read the kids. I, I make the kid read off the names of the people that have talked to me today. And he's naming them off. He's rattling them off because they document it. And I know, again, I go back to, I know the name of the girl who fixed it, and I wanted to talk to again, and then I talked to that other bitch, and I go, can you give me the name of the lady that I last talked to? He goes, and he kept giving the other name of the girl before her. I go, no, 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 no. She was good. She was great. I'm talking about the next lady who disabled all my plugins. Is that documented? He goes, oh, no, that's not documented. I goes, you know what? Of course she wouldn't document that. Of course she didn't document fucking with my website out of spite, okay? So that's not documented. It's not, but it probably it probably should be. It definitely should be. Anyways, that was my day. How about yours? Uh, sorry. 
I know, Pete, I, I ranted long. You got to go do stuff. Just go screen print, go screen print. But I got a couple more things I need to get to before I close out this show. Um, NBA was pretty wild, too. I missed a lot of stuff. Uh, they had emojis going back and forth all over the NBA. But also, DeAndre Jordan, he's going back to the Clippers. He's going back to the Clippers. He verbally agreed with the Dallas Mavericks, and then yesterday the Clippers said, well, we got one more day to convince him to come back to the, to the Clippers. Let's go do it, right? They go to his house. They're in his house. They're tweeting. They're uh, emojis. They got pictures. They, everybody has jokes. Paul Pierce is out there saying, you know, taking a picture with DeAndre Jordan as he signed the contract last night saying, this is why they got me here. Remember that that was, that was what Paul Pierce yelled after he hit a game-winning shot? Uh, or a big shot with the Wizards last year in the playoffs, right? Uh, but the DeAndre Jordan stuff, it's it's just crazy, but it just, it goes to show you that, hey, until you sign on that dotted line, anything's fair game. And, you know, you had different reports, conflicting reports. Was Mark Cuban driving around <laughs> trying to find DeAndre Jordan's address? Here's the deal. DeAndre Jordan, we thought he was going to the Mavericks. He's staying with the Clippers. Signs a max deal with the Clippers. And you start finding out stuff about the relationship with Chris Paul. People say, well, how can it work now? I don't know, man. Part of me believes that DeAndre Jordan knew he was going to do this and use the Mavericks as a negotiating tool. Because he knows that the Clippers know they don't have a shot in in hell to contend in the West without DeAndre Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan knows that he's he's probably going to be overpaid not only was he overpaid in Dallas, but he's probably sitting there saying, well, I can also be, get even more in, in, in L.A. And regardless of what it was, perhaps the whole time he knew, until he signed on the dotted line, the Clippers knew they needed him. And DeAndre Jordan won the negotiation, right? It was a clever negotiation. Was it somewhat dirty that he used the Mavericks to that extent? I guess. But he agreed verbally. What's a verbal agreement? Um... My career, my history in the business I'm in, I can tell you that a verbal agreement means shit. (laughs) Okay? Means shit. So if DeAndre Jordan knows that the verbal agreement can be broken on the other end just as easily as it can be broken on his end, why can't he break it? I don't have any problem with it. He breaks the verbal agreement, maybe just part of his negotiation tactic, and he wins the negotiation. DeAndre Jordan's going back to the Clippers. Clippers need him. I'm sure they're thrilled they have him. And the people that say it can't work out, well, it can always work out. When a guy gets paid and then a team also wins, things work out. What comes first, the bad attitudes or, you know, the winning? Um, You can win with guys that don't like each other on a team. You can. I know you can. I've seen it. Uh, You can win with guys that don't like a coach. You can. I've seen it. Um, I think the Clippers obviously needed DeAndre Jordan, and I don't care about the relationship with him and Chris Paul. They will be a force to be reckoned with next year in the West. The only problem is the Spurs got a whole lot better as well. And if you ask me this time around, Spurs versus Clippers, I'm going to take the Spurs. Okay? So, they get LaMarcus Aldridge, the Spurs do. They also get David West. They get Ginobili to come back. Uh, they get Danny Green back, they get Kawhi Leonard back. Man, that team's stacked, right? And uh, Tim Duncan back, That's I'm, I'm taking the Spurs. 
taking the Spurs. So we got a lot of time to let the NBA offseason play out, but DeAndre Jordan is still a Clipper, even though it looked like, and he, they all told us, he was going to be a Dallas Maverick. So just some drama in the NBA yesterday, and really the winner of all the drama, the winner of it all, because you had all the NBA players with the emoji joke, and on Twitter they were just tweeting emojis out. Michael Jordan. Not DeAndre Jordan. Michael Jordan was the biggest winner yesterday. You know what he did? You know what he tweeted? Everyone's got these emoji jokes. Michael Jordan. You know what he tweets? Six emojis. All of them championship trophies. <laughs> Six trophies. All his trophies. All his championships. That, that wins it. That's it. Game over. That's drop the mic. That's a walk-off. Michael Jordan wins Twitter and wins the NBA yesterday. More than DeAndre Jordan did. Certainly more than the LA Clippers and Dallas Mavericks did. Michael Jordan, your winner in the NBA on yesterday afternoon last night. NBA was crazy. NFL has been crazy, too, because it seems like the new thing in the NFL is wanting to light fireworks and injuring yourself in the process. We heard about JPP. We heard it was he severely injured his hand. We also heard early yesterday morning, afternoon, that the Giants were not allowed to go see JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul, in the hospital. And then we get the report, the medical records leaked and reported that JPP, he had, he lost his right index finger. But the crazy thing about this is, he loses, he decides to get the right index finger cut off, and and he has the thumb attached to his hand again, so his hand is almost going to be normal without an index finger. Only his middle finger will be the index finger. He's got four fingers. Three fingers and a thumb. And it's going to look just like it's put together like a regular hand. It's going to be a little creepy looking, but that's the, the, what he decided to have done. And they're saying he's going to be right back in the NFL. Now, I don't know what type of contract he's going to get. I don't know if the Giants are going to give him anything, if they're going to finish that, if they're actually going to sign the franchise tender, the franchise tag. I don't know what's going to happen. But they're saying JPP is going to play. And, you know, if his hand, sure, it's going to be weird for him. But, you know what? If this guy can make plays and tackle and use his legs and his athleticism and his youth to be a beast, why wouldn't you sign him? Right? Why wouldn't you sign him? But that's not the only story. What's amazing to me is that you now have a story in which Tampa Bay Buccaneers cornerback C.J. Wilson lost two fingers in a fireworks accident on July 4th. So what is going on in the NFL? This guy loses a couple fingers. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And uh, I, my, my, I think the advice is pretty simple. If you have that much money and you're a professional athlete, why don't you go watch someone else use fireworks? Have a roof deck party. Rent out the top floor of some building in a big city and, and have a party and everybody watches fireworks and have a good time. Why are you out actually holding them in your hand, lighting them? That's stupid. Stupid. And the fact that there's more than one doing it is crazy. More fingers being lost in the NFL. Ugh, man, stay away from the fireworks, man. Have a party. Watch the fireworks. Man. So, that's the NFL yesterday as we still wait for Roger Goodell. I don't know. Maybe Roger Goodell was playing with fireworks and he, something happened to him. <laughs> Waiting to hear the result of the Tom Brady uh, 
Tom Brady suspension. I, I do know this. I saw a picture yesterday. We all saw it. Robert Kraft and Roger Goodell somewhere together. Vacationing together? I don't know. Walking somewhere together. I, I'm telling you, there's some sort of deal here. I, I, Brady's going to get zero games. That's just my gut. That's what I feel. I'll wait and see. When that does come out, that result from uh, Roger Goodell comes out, I will certainly break it all down. Um, finally, closing out the show. David Ortiz. I mentioned the Red Sox last night. They won their fourth straight. I talked about that with Lou Marloni. Um, David Ortiz does not want to play first base. He played, la- he played last night. They're obviously giving him time at first for a couple of reasons. One, Brock Holt has been playing second base. Um, because Dustin Pedroia has been out. Pedroia, who we think will be returning soon. Also, Hanley Ramirez, I think deep down inside, John Farrell would love to see Hanley as the DH every day because you don't want to see him in left field, but that is not realistic to have that happen because that means you then got to move Ortiz to first. But also, the situation is Mike Napoli is getting some time off to clear his head or whatever's going on with him because he's been struggling this year big time. Uh, So you're giving him some time off. Multiple reasons why you're putting David Ortiz and giving him some time at first base while you're playing at home in an American League park, which we're not used to seeing. And because we're not used to seeing it, it's really the reason why I am agreeing with David Ortiz. I know, look, I've sat here just like a lot of other people, and I've said, David Ortiz needs to just shut his trap. He needs to shut his mouth why are you talking about this? You you don't look like a leader of a team that's playing good baseball right now. Believe me, I've said that many times. There have also been some other times where I say, you know what, he's being asked a question, he's being realistic, and he's being a guy that has been pretty honest about his responses, and I don't think it's that big a deal. David Ortiz is asked before the game and after the game about playing first base, and he does not want to play. Now, he went two for four last night with two runs scored. Uh, that home run, obviously. Right? Um, and the Red Sox win 6-3. to three. They have today, Thursday off. Uh, they, they have a weekend series against the Yankees this weekend. The Red Sox are five games out of first place. Yankees are in first. The Red Sox win four, four straight games for the first time all season last night. You get a big start from Rick Porcello, who goes into last night's game brutal. I think he had, what, he had an eight ERA of something like eight in his last seven, eight starts. Brutal. Um, all is well, except David Ortiz seems to be complaining about playing first base. And I know this is going to be a huge story, and people are going to say, Big Poppy, he's not a leader, get him out of here. Hopefully he gets his home runs, uh, that, you know, the milestone, and he get, they, they get rid of him, they don't bring him back because he just complains. Here's the deal. I think what people need to realize is, David Ortiz is not a first baseman. He's not. Now, can he play a decent first base for a guy who never plays? Of course he can. Of course he can. David Ortiz is a DH. Mike, when I see David Ortiz play first base, I'm sitting there going, why? Why is Ortiz playing first base? And when you ask Ortiz as a reporter, if if you want to have a stint, you know, a long-term role at first base, David Ortiz smiles and says, hell no. He's just being honest. He doesn't want to have a long-term stint at first base. You know why? Because he's not a first baseman, he's a DH. This is a foolish conversation, and it's almost like we're setting him up for these answers in which he looks like a bad teammate. Now, would you like to see this stuff internally? Sure. 
but he's being asked a question. He's being honest. And honestly, I don't blame him. Why would you want to play first base long-term if you're David Ortiz? You've gone this long in your career, okay? You've had so much success at the plate. The Red Sox do not have David Ortiz still in the organization so that he can be a first baseman. That's not the plan. And it's certainly not the plan for David Ortiz. And I don't blame him for not wanting to play a position that he doesn't regularly play. Are we losing our minds with the Ortiz criticism? I've been right there with a lot of people saying, look, he needs to shut up. He can't be talking about this, this, that. He's asked the question, do you want to play first base? No, he doesn't. And I don't blame him. And something, I don't know why we keep putting him there. So, make him the DH. All right, you're giving Napoli some time off. All right, you want Hanley Ramirez to DH. Well, guess what? This is, a, this is the GM. This is the GM's problem. Okay? More than anything. But the manager needs to figure this out. I've defended John Farrell a lot. But you know what? Don't put Ortiz at first base anymore. He doesn't want to play. Why? But it's like, why? people say, well, why wouldn't he want to play? He doesn't want to help the team win. He doesn't fucking play first base. Like, I don't know what people can't understand about that. So he's a DH. That's what you're asking him to do. Napoli is brutal. But there are things that you're going to do now that you can do with this lineup that you don't have to put Ortiz at first. You don't. And he doesn't want to play there. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here and complain about him not being a leader, this, that, and the other thing. He doesn't want to play. He shouldn't have to play. Don't put him at first base in an American League park. The only time you ever even considered playing him at first at all in any ballpark is when it was in a National League ballpark and the games meant something. Now, the games mean something for the Red Sox now because obviously they're coming back in the standings, okay? Uh, and they're five games out. And you got a huge series with the Yankees this weekend. But you use a DH. You're not in a National League park. It's not like this is something that they've regularly done with David Ortiz. They haven't. This is new in an American League park. And if I'm Ortiz, this late stage of my career, yeah, this is not the time to be experimenting with it now. I'm sorry, it's not. It's just not. So, I'm, I'm going to side with Big Poppy on this one. I am. I don't usually side with guys that speak out about stuff, but it's not like Big Poppy held a press conference and said, hey, here's what I got to say. I got to get this off my chest. No, 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 no. No. He's asked the questions. He doesn't want to play first base. And to be honest with you, it's a pretty obvious answer. Of course he doesn't want to play first base. Why? Because he's not a first baseman. Man. Sometimes I think we're just looking for shit to get him to go off. And that's exactly what it is. And he kind of went off. Kind of. I never went off. I don't even know why I want to call it that. Disagree with the manager? Maybe. Well, guess what? The manager's decision to put him at first base is stupid. So I agree with Big Poppy. Don't put him at first. You'll probably see him there again. He'll be unhappy. Um, but he shouldn't be playing there anyways. Tell Mike Napoli to figure it the fuck out. Okay? How about that? How about instead of us sitting here complaining about Ortiz, how about we tell Mike Napoli to figure it out? Uh, They're they're managing Napoli like he's a two-year-old. Get in the batter's box, put the bat on the ball, and put it in the seats. And if you can't do it, then we'll get rid of you. And we'll make moves somewhere else to get a first baseman in to play first base and keep Big Poppy at the DH. It's, It's not difficult. But I think John Farrell's making this more difficult than it has to be. I really do think he is. But 
Red Sox have tonight off. I'm fired up. It's, I, you know, I, I need to sleep. I couldn't sleep last night. This stupid GoDaddy shit. And I, you might say you're overreacting. I'm not overreacting. This, this website, this show, this is my life. Okay? Everything. Everything that I got goes into this. All right? And, and the people that listen to me know that. So when you want to fuck with that, I'm going to, that's it. You know, I don't get involved in talking shit or the back and forth. You want to talk shit about me? Fine. You're talking about me. And I spent a whole lot of time in this business working up so that you would notice me to the point where you would recognize me and I would be important enough in your life for you to even fucking mention me. And that's fine. And I'll go home smiling about that because that's what I've tried to build this thing up to be is to the point where people would recognize what I'm doing. Right? So I don't get involved in the back and forth there. But if you're someone that wants to go in and, and fuck, you want to literally fuck with what I do and what I put my life into and affect that, the progress there, you know, I'll call you out. I will. And that's what GoDaddy got today. They got called out. It, they sucked yesterday. They didn't do their job yesterday. And it's unfortunate because I'm the one giving them money, not vice versa. I'm here five days a week, dannypicard.com. Make sure you also go to violentgentleman.com right now to order some of the hottest t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and accessories on the sports scene from the ice to the octagon, from the ring to the field. Violent Gentleman honors the fight, the art, the opponent, and the sport. Violentgentleman.com will be sending a Violent Gentleman t-shirt to Lou Marloni, who joined me today. Special thanks to him. Uh, I will be with him tonight on Comcast Sportsnet New England. Catch me on TV tonight at 10 o'clock. Until then, I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you.